Uh, this week, as I was spending some time thinking about <clears throat> this weekend and uh, kind of where we're going, I thought, you know what, this would be great to just take a moment, take a pause away from our series and kind of celebrate what we've seen today and then celebrate or, and give, give communication of where we're going as a church, as our vision, our mission, what we're about. Just kind of res- you know, go back and just resonate with, with what we've seen here today. If you would, I would like for you to take your programs that, that, someone, that hopefully someone gave you uh, this morning, pull that out. Uh, if you didn't bring one, lean to the next person who's got one, lean over and uh, just kind of look at it for a second. I want to draw your attention to one thing. On the very front cover of your program, I want to draw your attention to something that is on there every single week, and it's right below our logo, and it communicates our vision. And our vision says this, we are about restoring the broken and changing our world one life at a time. That is our vision. That is what we're about. We are about uh, restoring the broken and changing our world one life at a time. How do we do that? We do that through the accomplishment of our mission statement, which says this, to help people discover... And not only discover, but to develop in the life-changing love of Jesus Christ. So what we are saying is this. We are saying that the world is a broken place. We are saying that there is a lot of people in this world that are fallen, as we read in the Scriptures, that people are fallen, they're separated from God, and that they, they need to have restoration to their fallenness. They need to be reunited with God. And we believe the way we can do that is to help people to discover. By the way, it's nothing that we can actually do, but it's the life-changing love of Jesus Christ. And so what our goal is in our mission statement is, is to help them to discover that life-changing love of Jesus Christ and not stop there, but actually help them to continue to develop into the, in that life-changing love of Jesus Christ. And so we believe that as we do that, we will accomplish our mission statement and and our vision, which is to restore the broken and change one life or the world one life at a time. Now, with that, um, we have a graphic here, and if you could just look at this graphic for a second, it's got our name Element Church on it. Okay, and and it's really cool the way we did it this week. I spent a lot of time on it, and so. As you look, as you look at our, our name, and our name has always been, you know, some of you sitting in here this morning, you, you remember back when we changed our name to Element, and you've endured it, and you're still enduring it, but you're still asking yourself the question, why? Why did we call ourselves Element? And I want to talk about the name, what's in the name, because, uh, right, uh, because really where I want to go this, this morning, as I said, I want to communicate our vision and our mission, which, which I've already done, but I want to take a look at how we accomplish that corporately, how we accomplish that through staffing, intentionally trying to achieve that vision and mission, and then how do you play a role in that. So that's where we're going today, very, just very quickly. Corporately, the name, what's in the name? And I'm not here, it's, I'm not campaigning to sell the name again, you know, that's not it whatsoever, but I just want to share with you just a couple thoughts about the name. My dad pastors a church in Pennsylvania in the same denomination, the same affiliation, United Brethren uh, denomination, and his church is called Macedonia. Now, if you've been in church for a while, you may know where that name Macedonia comes from. Anybody? Does any, just raise your hand. I won't ask you. A few, a few know. You you've may have read this story, and not that if you don't know, it's not that you're less of a person, trust me. Um, there's a method to my madness here. Just follow me. But in the Bible, there's a story about where Paul has this vision. The Apostle Paul has this vision from a person in Macedonia. And it's call, he's calling him to come and to minister, come and to plant a ministry. And so my dad's church, way back in the day, I, I'm thinking the 1800s, or early, I mean, it's old. It's an old church. 
uh, or it's been around that long, the church itself. But anyhow, it's, they name themselves Macedonia. And it has significance. And people are like, yes, I like that name. Now, if you are someone that says, I like it when we take a name from the Bible, you know, to name a church, I really, I really like that. That's, that's cool. You know, and I'm not, again, I'm not here. It has nothing to do with it. I've got a point to this. I remember when I first left, uh, or when I first went into the ministry, I did my internship in Toledo, Ohio, Toledo, Toledo, Ohio, in a church called uh, Main Street Church. Guess where that was located outside in Toledo? On Main Street. That's a novel idea, isn't it? Okay? So sometimes we name churches in geographical locations, right? And so that makes sense, right? Uh, well, I leave there, and I go to a church in Jackson. It's my first minister, my first senior pastor at position. And I go to this church in Jackson, Michigan, and it's called Gethsemane United Brethren Church. Right? Gethsemane. Try to share that with someone over the phone. Spell that out. So, I, you know, so I'm there at Gethsemane. I come, you know, and if you know, Gethsemane is a biblical name. It's where Jesus spent some of his time praying before he went to the cross. And if you really kind of dig into that name, it means the Garden of Agony. My, pa- my ministry resembled the Garden of Agony at times, Okay. So I'm not putting it down, but I had a good ministry there, actually. But anyhow, Gethsemane, nothing wrong with it. There's another church in Pennsylvania, um, and I'm just throwing this out there because for the life of me, I can, never, I can never grasp, put my arms around why anyone would name a church this, but it's one of our churches in our denomination, and it's called Mongol. Who are the people that goes to Mongol? Are they M- Mongols? I, you know, I, I think of that church name, and I'm like, that is a wild name. Now, Element. When we come to element, it ha- you know, E-L-E-M-3-N-T. You know, it's spelled odd, you know, but it has meaning behind it. I was downtown one time, and I had, my, I had an element shirt on. And as, as I was getting out of the car going into a business, this attorney walked by, and, and, and he walked by, and he stopped, and he turned around, and he looks at me, and he looks at my shirt, and he says, element. And he goes, isn't that that cult? That, that cult? And I kind of, I laugh, you know. I think it's hilarious. I laugh. And then I'm like... That's not funny. That's, that's public perception. I even told the guy, I said, you know what, I'm sorry for laughing. I said, that's real. That's the church I pastor. I said, I, it's not a cult. And I explained to him, I said, Element, this is what Element stands for. There's three names in Element. We believe, we believe that the most elementary thing that, 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 that people need to experience, all people in this world need to experience to encounter, encounter is God's love. Across the board, we think everybody should experience in, in God's love. We believe that happens through encountering Him, which where we come together, we worship, we glorify Him, we praise Him, we, we, we lift Him up. We believe that happens through expressing that back to Him, that love back to Him and loving obedience and serving. And we believe we uh, engage the world with, uh, we, we go out and engage the world with God's love. He looks at me and he says, that makes sense. I've told that to other people that say, what does element mean? You know, I don't understand element. Does the three stand for the Trinity? And it's like, yeah, 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 you can go there. But I explained to them, encounter, express, engage. It explains our vision. It explains our mission. It explains how we are going to accomplish what we're going to accomplish. This morning, guys, very quickly, I'm going to share with you that, that corporate approach where we say, guys, this is true north. By the way, Matthew 28, very familiar with, very familiar passage of Scripture, the Great Commission, Jesus says this, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. 
He says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Guys, I don't care how you word that. We can say we're, we're here to help people discover and develop life-changing love. We can say we're, help to, we're, we're here about bringing people back to, back to God, helping people discover God. We're here to make disciples. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter how you word that. We are in the business, if I can say business, of doing this, developing disciples, making disciples. That's what we're about. That is true north where God said, this is what I want my bride of Christ to do. And that is to make disciples of me. I want you to go. I want you to teach. I want you to share my love. I want you to teach them. I want you to develop them. However you choose to do it, the one thing that you're about is to make disciples. Point true north. A lot of times we as humans, we are humans. We, oh, there's times where we get distracted. There's times where we get off course. And what happens is with anything, have you ever walked into a room, you went to get something, and you go to that other room, and you for, for the life of you, you can't remember what you went in there to get? Isn't that so true of life at times? That's true of our church at times, of church's period, of life in general. We, we're pointed to true north. It says, we're here to make disciples. We are all about making disciples. And then we bring it back and we start talking about, okay, how are we going to do that? Everybody will say all that. We agree with that. We agree that we are about making disciples. But where it gets a little, where it can become um, the, the negotiating part is on how we're going to do it. There's not a perfect way. How? You know? And so we try different things. We, tr- you know, if this doesn't work, we try something else. The point is, are we making disciples? The part of it that, that, we, that can happen is we can start, make, we might make this decision or that decision. We might become a little distracted. And next thing you know, we take a step here and we end off veering way over here when we need to be going right here. What I want to do today, guys, is to say this. True North is this way. We need to huddle together once again. We need to revisit why we're here. We need to revisit what Element is about. We are about encountering, expressing, and engaging. And True North is that way, and that's where we're pointing, and that's what we're all about. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Now, with that, there's some cool, exciting things that I want to celebrate with you today, and I want to share with you as news, as communication. We, you, uh, Many of you know that uh, we have... Um, we have some staffing uh, positions that have opened up. We have just been through some transitions. Many of you know that. We had an encounter position that is now open. Uh, some of you know that Amanda Duval has kind of stepped away from the kids' camp area, uh, for right, but still part of the Grow As I Go, but still that leaves a little bit of a vacancy there. And so as we take a look at what we're about, True North, and we say, well, we're about Encounter Express and Engaging, wouldn't it make sense if we staffed around that? Wouldn't it, make sen- wouldn't it make sense if we said, if we believe that that's how we can make disciples, wouldn't it make sense that we need to provide oversight over those three areas to ensure that there's intentionality behind those so that we are accomplishing those? And so right now, as I speak, we are in the process of looking for an encounter person who helps uh, design what we do typically on the weekends, where we come together corporately and we lift God up, we worship Him, and we, we celebrate His love. And, and, and then we're also looking for a person that, that will fulfill the express peace. The express peace, how we're looking, taking a critical look at that is this. It is literally the kind of the, what, in crude terms, the engine. What I would see is the engine that says... We need to grow. We've helped people discover how do we help people develop into that life-changing love of Jesus Christ. This person will take a critical look at all of our processes and when it comes to spiritual maturity from birth until death, which means he, that he or she, that person will give oversight 
to um, our life groups, all of the adult things that helps the adults uh, develop into his love and, and, and become more spiritual and mature, clear through the students, clear to the kids. That doesn't mean that they do those things, but that means they work with the coordinators and the, and the leaders of those areas to provide intentionality that we are putting in place pieces and things so that we can grow and become more like Jesus Christ. I'll be honest with you. I was in the spot of the, of the life groups. Guys, I'm standing before you right now saying, I'm struggling hard. I get that our life groups are, are, are not working properly right now. That, trust me, it concerns me more than anybody else in this room. And that's why I'm saying, you know, that's why I went to the elders and some of these others and said, look, we, we have to have someone that can provide extreme intentionality because this is the engine. This is what's going to help people grow and develop in, into and imitate Jesus Christ. And so those two pieces, we are right in the middle of looking for individuals to fulfill. What I need from you guys right now is to, is to pray to pray to God that God would give us guidance and wisdom, that God would send along the right people that's going to plug into the, to our culture, our family here at Element, that's going to be that peace that's going to help us continue to stay true north and focus on the Encounter Express Engage. Uh, the engage, we still are engaged. Peace is the one that looks at our outreach, it looks at our local, it looks at our global. By the way, not just throwing money out there, but are we, are we invested in those areas? Are we, you know, are we connected with who we give money to locally? Are we connected with the, with the people and the cultures which we give money to uh, uh, globally? And then being multi-site, which is part of our strategy in, um, in accomplishing our vision and mission, and being that, it provides challenges. I get that. It provides challenges, but it is a strategy. And so we have two campuses. We are one church. We are one church called Element Church with two campuses, Adrian Campus and Blissville Campus. Within that, we have campus pastors. Uh, pastor Joe is the campus pastor here at Blissfield. And in Adrian Campus, I was part of that role, and now that's been vacant. And so recently, we've had a family that's been attending that campus, and that person, uh, C.J. Clymer, has come. Uh, and we've had conversation after conversation. He's come into my office. We've talked. And he said, you know what? I, man, I see the potential. I love what you guys are about. I really dig your vision and your mission. I really connect with this whole this whole E3 thing and what you're trying to accomplish. And he says, I would love to come on board and just volunteer being the campus pastor, in which I'm like, sold, it's yours, let's do it, let's rock and roll. And so I need you to be praying for that as he steps in there and helps provide identity to that campus and, and helps those people from a different area grow. And so um, that's, some of the, that's some of the stuff that I wanted to communicate about how we want to be intentional in accomplishing, staying true north and accomplishing our vision and mission. Now, how do you plug in outside of prayer and asking God's wisdom and stuff like this? Well, the issue is this. <coughs> Excuse me. Are we doing life together? That's what it's about. This whole journey is doing life together. It's about coming along each other, encouraging one another, praying for one another, helping each other. Are we doing life together? Maybe you're in the first part of that where we say discovering the life-changing love of Jesus Christ. Maybe that's where you're at, and that's where starting point's going to hit you. Plug into some pieces that, that, that we're trying to put out there that helps you at that discovering part where you can come and ask some questions. Not just be spoon-fed, but ask some questions. Even groups a perfect perfect opportunity for you to get plugged into a group a short they're about three to four weeks and what they do is literally explain what i'm talking to you about today but it lays it all out by the way let me just say it this way it's not about membership 
We don't talk about membership anymore. Membership, and it's not just semantics when we say we want you to partner with us. Membership, we believe, can often connotate the fact, okay, here I am, what are my privileges? What do I get by being a member of this? We're asking you to partner with us. We're asking you to come to, to this group and understand, these e-groups understand what, it is, what Element Church is about, how you get plugged in, and how you can contribute, how, how you can be a part of that. Maybe you're in that discover, or the developing part. Maybe you need to plug into a, like a financial peace class. And, and again, the life groups, which we're uh, really working on right now. Divorce care, uh, women's Bible study. You know, are you serving? This is another critical piece. Are you serving? There's multiple ways to get on board and to serve. Kids camp, uh, encounter services, like what we're doing here. Some of you may say, well, I can't play an instrument and I can't sing. You know what? We need people to run the computer. Obviously, we don't even have anything. Who's up there? I'm sorry, Pat. They weren't even paying attention. You see, that's why it doesn't work. But there's multiple layers to, to helping us accomplish what we need to accomplish. Being a part of the student ministry, um, uh, uh, Joe and Andrea uh, have done an incredible job emerging with the students and saying, I've got a heart, I've got a passion to minister to the students. It's like, awesome, man, let's get plugged in. How can we develop them and, and continue to help them? The nursery, first impressions, you name it. We've got all kinds of areas that we can get people plugged into. Secondly, not only are you serving, but are you giving? Are you investing your time serving, but also are you giving financially? And by the way, that, that comes from owning it. That comes from saying, I'm a partner. I want to see this ministry accomplish what it says it's going to accomplish, and I'm going to invest in it. And by the way, guys, when we talk about investment around here, and we've always, been, we've always done this, we've never played guilt trips on you. We've never come, come at it from a guilt side. It's between you and God. This is a hard issue. This is part of your worship in giving back to him through your time, talent, and your treasures. And then, and then last, the engaging piece. Again, I already talked about that a little bit, but how are we doing, you know, on our mission trips? You know, uh, the Meals on Wheels, Toledo Gospel Rescue Mission, Share the Warmth, all kinds of things where you can get in and engage the world and then begin to invite people as you go along. Last but not least, communication. Communication. That's a big word. That carries, that's a high dollar word around here, isn't it? Guys, I get that our communication has been bad. I take ownership of that this morning. Right now, I take ownership of that and say this. It's not going to get any better. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Chances are it won't, no. Guys, I get that we need to communicate better. I get that. To communicate our vision, to communicate where we're going, to communicate what's taking place. I get that. I really do. And from this day forward, I'm promising you we're going to be much more intentional with that. The other side of that that I just want you to consider is this. If we pulled the room in here and asked, you know, what you need communicated, we're going to come up with a myriad of different things. There are going to be some people in here this morning that's going to walk out of here, they're going to be jacked, and they're going to say, I'm willing to sell out to that. I'm for that. I get it. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's go. There's going to be others who walk out and say, I've heard this all along. Nothing's going to happen. They, he didn't communicate anything. To, you know what I'm saying? There's just going to be all kind. Everybody's on a different place in their journey. We all have different expectations. We all have different wants, desires, needs, all that kind of stuff. Just consider that when we try to communicate. Because a lot of times we try to communicate, but sometimes we just don't hit every single little 
niche out there. And so, but what I'm saying is, that's not excusing it. It's saying I'm taking ownership of it, and I'm saying we're going to become much more intentional with that, okay? Um, my wife is in her third trimester, okay? And there was a time where I thought I could communicate with her, okay? I kissed it. I tasted it, okay? I thought, I'm here. I can actually communicate with a female, you know? And since she entered into this third trimester, I'm not even on the chart, okay? I am a babbling idiot. So I will say this. I will probably disappoint you, okay? <laughs> That's not an excuse. I'm saying that we, we are going to work very hard about communicating better. What I want from you more than anything else this morning is this, guys. This is true north. This is true north. We are here to encounter, express, engage. Can you get on board with that? Can you please get on board and partner with us to say we are about making disciples for Jesus Christ. And we're going to work hard with this other stuff, this communication stuff, this, you know, some of this other staffing stuff, some of these other changes that need to be made. I know how much you guys love change. I really do. And we're going to work, you know. But, but all this stuff, all this other how-to methodology stuff, that's not true north. This is true north. This stuff will always evolve, and in, in, in this is stuff that we massage constantly so that we're always pointing true north in making disciples for Jesus Christ, okay? And so all I'm asking again is that you, that you get on board. Let's get on board. We're, we're in this together. We're on this journey together. We, we, need, every, we need each other, and um, it, it's exciting about what God wants to do. And as Jeff has already said, as Jeff has already said, guys, you know, this isn't something that we have to do. I'll be honest with you. If you're sitting in here this morning and you have the perception that you really bring something to the table, you need to spend a little bit more time in here. Guys, we're all fallen and we're all broken. Here's the issue, though. God, out of His godness, chooses to use us. He chooses to use me. He chooses to use you to do something with eternal significance. I don't understand that. It would be so much easier if he would just do it himself. But the issue is this. He looks at us and he says, I want you to taste and experience something that there is no way in this world that you could ever do or accomplish out of your own efforts. It's only through me, and it's only by me, and it's only for me. And guys, when we get into that vein and into that flow and become harmonious with how he wants to accomplish stuff, it, feel, it feels good. It feels good. It's awesome. And so I pray that you would just align with that and say, you know what, let's do something. Let's get this done. So I'm asking you to, 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 to partner up. I'm asking you to pray. Man, I'm asking you to pray. Pray to God, for again, for, for the elders, the staff, for myself, Pray for, for God's wisdom to just, just overwhelm us. And as we go through some of these, you know, some of these, uh, you know, these, these, these times of change, these, these processes of bringing some staff people on board and heading in the direction of true north and accomplishing what God has asked us to accomplish. I want to close with a word of prayer. And um, I just ask that you would join in with me within your hearts as we, as we pray and close our time here this morning uh, together. So if you would, just bow your heads and your hearts and join with me uh, in, your, in your hearts as we pray. Lord God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for uh, the celebration that we had today, seeing lives changed and, and them pro- professing that uh, to the world, saying that they are changed, that they have been changed by your love. 
And God, I pray for these individuals as they continue on their journey. I pray that you would just enable them to continue to grow in your love and develop more into your image. And God, as they go on that journey, I pray that they, uh, as they continue to encounter you and express that back to you, that they would engage others uh, with what they've experienced and that they might help in that whole process. God, we give you praise. We give you thankfulness. We give you, um, we, we just celebrate the fact that you allow us to the privilege to partner with you and help build your kingdom. God, I don't understand that. I don't understand that, but God, you choose to do that. And so I just, I, I just give you thanks. And God, it is incredible, this, this, this thing that you have, this movement that you started with 11 guys so many thousands of years ago, and, and, and it just continued. God, I thank you that I can be a part of that and that we as a church can be a part of that. I thank you for the people that make up our community of faith here at Element. I thank you for the people that you've chosen to come and to be a part of this and, and to help us to become the church that you've called us to be. God, just help us to lean on you. Help us to uh, never become self-sufficient, but God, keep us humble and contrite before you. And I ask this all in the powerful name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.